Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey guys, it's Travis Cronin and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. And of course, I am joined by my celebrity gossip enthusiast co-host, the beauty guru who's probably wearing a tutu, Gwen Flamberg. I always feel so seen by you, Travis. It's <laughs> a to be here with you and all of our gossip loving fans. Back at you. And the lady who's holding a rosé while the rest screams, go play, Sarah Huron. Is that my tagline? Like it, it really should be. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited about those intros because they rhyme. Well, I'm also excited about this huge news week we are having. These last two weeks have been pretty wild. So good for us. Today, we've got Freedom Ringing, the weirdest pajama party I've ever seen, an A-list breakup, a secret love child, and a movie star who just won't give the red scarf back. But before we get into that, let us start with our woes of the week, the story that really just made our hands go up from our computers, knocked us out of our socks. Sarah Huron, what made you go woe this week? Okay, well, first of all, quick shout out to that, My Unorthodox Life breakup divorce. I don't know if you guys watch that Netflix show, but Bashava, is that how you say her name? I can't remember. Yeah, Bashava. Yes. Bat and her Shave, husband Bat Ben. Shava. Bashava. It's a beautiful um, name. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, Gwen Flamberg. I, you know, um as Sarah is also a biblical name, but I'm not as familiar. Um, <laughs> thank anyway. you, Rabbi Gwen. Yes, thank you. If you haven't watched that show on Netflix, it's definitely worth it. My Unorthodox Life. It's very interesting. It's about Julia Hart, who's like a fashion empire lady. Again, more Gwen's uh forte. But their relationship was very uh, interesting because they've been together since they were 19 they've been married for nine years and hopefully filming of season two is going on right now so we can see the end of this relationship um play out not that i'm wishing for a divorce but you know it, it they're they definitely seem to be on different pages in season one he was you know a little bit more into their religion still was very concerned about her wearing pants um some of the decisions they were making as a couple he wanted to have kids right away and she was much more like living her tiktok fame and her new fashionista in new york city life so shout out to them just because that had me shook. But also my real woe has to be Hannah Brown, you guys. 
what, what happened? I'm going to be breaking it all down on the Bachelor podcast for the next six months because I will never be <laughs> over it. But if you didn't know, Hannah Brown, season 15 Bachelorette, has a book coming out called God Bless This Mess. It's out on Tuesday. I read it a couple weeks ago and was up all night just getting through it. You know, I love a celebrity memoir. And this has been the Bachelor tea that I've been waiting for. Um, you know, there's definitely some stuff also that was a little boring, but there was also a lot of good tea about her season of The Bachelorette, her drama with Tyler Cameron, her drama with um, Colton Underwood, who obviously has come out as gay since she was on his season, and most importantly, Peter Weber, who was her third place contestant, and she revealed that while his season was airing, so a few months after she filmed an appearance on his season, while she was about to get back involved with this Tyler mess and the quarantine crew, February 2020, Peter, less than a month after he broke up with Hannah Ann, his winner, I hope you guys are all following, the two of them hooked up in his childhood bed at Barb's house. They ran into each other at a Bachelor Nation engagement party. They were talking late at night. She was going to sleep in his brother's room. Peter texted her to come cuddle. She goes on over. They had sex, and apparently it was bad sex, as revealed in the book. Um, and that was the last time they saw each other. Wow. wow. I didn't follow any of that, but I'm hoping our listeners did, and I hope it was bigger than a twin-size bed. Um, Gwen Flamberg, what is your woe, and is it full of lots of single-name white people names? Before, <laughs> before I get into my real woe, I deserve two woes, like Sarah. I'm just going to go back. I'm going to go back to the bat shave thing because on Instagram for the last like couple of weeks, I have noticed that everything that she's posting is filmed at Julia Hart's apartment because Julia Hart lives near me in Tribeca in the building where the richest people live and has the most fantastic apartment. I was there for an event once, but all of the walls are painted like wild colors. Like I can recognize that Batsheva is filming in that apartment. Like I was like, is her apartment decorated in some way that we didn't see on the show? Has she painted like her mom? Is she just doing all of her filming at Julia's because it's like more fabulous than her home? Or is she living there because that weirdo couple is taking a break? <laughs> and then, you know, it all became so interesting. Job, but also like a minor woe. My major woe of the week this is, I'm going to reference someone who is my, I call her my spirit animal, Paulina Portskova, the supermodel who was at one time married to the Cars legend, Rick Ocasek, went through a very bitter divorce. He passed away. Lots and lots of stuff these past few years. Then she was dating Aaron Sorkin during yeah. award season. All right. She's amazing. She's 56. She poses nude at nude and bikini pictures all the time. And I just don't know how she gets that body. Those pictures alone made me go, whoa. But what really made me go, whoa, was this morning's clapback because someone had posted negatively on her posting of a nude photo saying like, I don't know why you do this, blah, 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 whatever. And she clapped back and she wrote, I'm 56 and living my best life. After a lifetime spent taking care of others, I finally get to be me. I post bikini and new photos because I finally feel good in my skin. I don't do this for compliments or likes, although they are very nice indeed. I'm doing it because you see thousands of images of younger women in the same situations. That's what you're used to seeing. No one tells them to put their clothes on. I love her. She's amazing. So no more like bachelor bikini photos or Kardashian bikini photos without comment, you know? 
I love her. I love her. She has one of the best skulls in Hollywood. I mean, her facial shape is just so beautiful, the round, the lines, and she makes aging look so good. And that is an amazing clapback. No one would tell like a bikini girl to like put on some clothes on who's like 20 years old. And I'm less impressed than when Paulina does it. Well, my woe this week, I... When I tell you I gasped, it is an understatement. The picture at Chris Jenner's Palm Springs compound with Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, Chris, and Flavor Flav all together wearing matching Skims X Fendi pajama sets. That photo was so confusing, so amazing. I mean, really, it should be the front page of every newspaper just to like solidify this day in history of wacky things. Why is Flava Flav there? Is this a photo shoot for Fendi X Skims? Is he a paid model? Um, Of course, the obvious news is Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are clearly still going strong. You got to be good in the family to get to Kris Jenner's La Quinta Palm Springs house. But Flava Flav, I mean, what did you guys think? Think it really shocked me. I love the flavor of love. You know, it's <laughs> best like celebrity grouping in a picture since that one that was like Elizabeth Taylor, <laughs> Liza Minnelli. <laughs> remember that picture? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's giving me a little bit of life. The whole Pete Davidson thing. Listen, this is great for boosting Kim's brands at the moment. She's totally out there. Everybody's talking about it. So, of course, Kris Jenner is going to support it. She's going to want him to be around a lot. True. Sarah, did you purchase these Fendi X Gims pajama sets yet? Or are you waiting till the holidays? Oh, I mean, it's on my radar. It's on my list of things to look into. I actually forgot about this new uh, collection until this photo surfaced. So it's working. Um, <laughs> I have so many questions for Flav of Flav, including how he got to be the one to post the photos. Yeah. Um, it's also important to note this was on Pete's birthday or had something to do with a birthday celebration, which makes me think it's less of a stunt and more of like a organic thing. But I also don't think anything's organic that's going on. But again, why would Flav of Flav be the one who got to post the photo? There's a lot here. Um, I'm still uncomfortable and shocked and upset and confused and concerned and also excited every time I see a photo of Kim and Pete together all of these emotions are are these things and if I ever see a photo of them kissing I might just have a heart attack so yeah and you know my mom still doesn't understand why we think it's so wild because she thinks it's totally normal but mom it is wild and i will never get over the shock well let us bust into some of the news the first one ring the bells can you hear them they are doing it one more time Brittany is finally free and she's ready to have a baby this we knew because us weekly reported that her and sam were trying to have a baby as soon as the word that the conservatorship was lifted and she could get her IUD out. But now it is official. Brittany is a free woman. The conservatorship has been terminated. It's going on 14 years that she has been in this conservatorship. Um, But there is some concern voiced by medical professionals. Jody Montgomery, the former um, lawyer, head of the conservatorship that used to be there, sent a letter to the judge 
um, creating some areas of concern, saying that she would like Brittany to consult with medical prof professionals and recommendations on how she should transition from being in a conservatorship for nearly 14 years to a free woman. Um, so there's recommendations in place for her mental health. But Brittany has been out over the weekend living her free life. We love to see it. She was hitting up Catch in LA, one of the most celebrity frequented spots there on La Cienega with her fiance, of course. And she also posted on Instagram that she's wanting for more kids. She posted a photo on Tuesday with the caption, I'm thinking of having another baby. She posted some thong pics. She said she's going on Oprah. I mean, I love to see this busted open Britney. Just so happy to live her life. Queen of the Britney free, free Britney movement, Gwen Flamberg. How are you happy? You know, we've we've teased it so many times in this podcast that Britney is about to be free, but now it is legally declared she is free. How do you feel? I feel really amazing. I hope that she you know, realizes that this comes with big responsibility and she's up for it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really thrilled for her. I mean, I'm really thrilled that she was recognized and validated with this, that really everybody knew that she had been under such control for so long. So, you know, hopefully she like has gotten her validation. She feels like she can live her life now authentically. And I hope she just does that and doesn't go off the rails. I, I'm really hoping for Brittany. Oh, me too. Every Brittany stan has been like, we're so happy that she's free. We want her to make every decision she has never been able to. But, you know, I'd like, you know, a little bit of a therapist, mental wellness check-in just because she's been under lock and key for so long. It's, it's tough to send this little bird out into the world after she's been so cooped up for so long. Sarah Huron, are you excited about this? I'm sure you are because you're not a monster. Yeah, I have a heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course I'm excited about this and I totally agree with you I think that I am rooting for Brittany like everybody else is and I believe in Brittany and I think that she will continue to do some stuff like therapy and have some guidelines in her life because she never said that she didn't you know have some mental health struggles or go through stuff she just said she does not need to be told what to do and have people forcing medication on her and that she you know was making a career and paying for all these people who were then taking control of her life and she was very you know sounded like she knew what was going on during that heartbreaking court hearing so i totally believe in Brittany. i think she's going to prove everyone right um who have stood by her and anyone who questioned her wrong i am still waiting on maybe some more legal stuff though i think she might go after her family the way she hinted at before Absolutely. um and now you know i was team sam for a while and i thought he was handling this all really well i loved the free britney shirts i'm happy that she's you know getting her wedding and maybe a baby but i didn't love the timing in that new york times profile right. the day after britney's free we get this meet Sam story and you know it just I didn't like it I it makes me a little a little uncomfortable mm -hmm. see it, it I understand why it made you uncomfortable but this guy has been sort of under his own conservatorship dating one of the most famous women in the whole world and unable to speak and just from a 23-year-old fitness model to not be able to do the New York Times who's been begging him forever I sort of get the thirst just for your own personal satisfaction because he's been quiet for so long yes it's a little tacky that it was the day after but i'm i'm choosing to still believe in sam okay. i'm love i'm love sarah I, I'm in love yes. everybody's freaking up gwen 
And Taylor Swift has me, you know, thinking everybody is the worst person ever. So I'm, I'm, I'm very pessimistic these days, but I hope I'm proved wrong for that too. I want nothing but good for Britney. I don't need any more negativity besides an expose about Jamie Lynn, because that's just what I need to sleep at night. And I think everybody needs that. Yes. We need the Zoe 101 on that. Speaking of breakups, Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes have called it quits. She's shared on her Instagram story, and I quote, Hey guys, we've decided to end our romantic relationship, but our love for one another as humans is stronger than ever, heart emoji. We started our relationship as best friends and will continue to be best friends. We so appreciate your support from the beginning and moving forward. Triple heart emoji, Camila and Shawn. I love, hey guys. Me too. I'm dying that they started their breakup switch. He shared the exact same statement on his Instagram story in a different font and maybe one less heart emoji or maybe one more. There might've been an emoji discrepancy, but the, hey guys, was, <laughs> it killed me quite honestly. Well, it was a very, it, it never seemed to me like a mature relationship, let's just say. Mm -hmm. um, you know, very high school here. I think they were always sort of playing to their collective fan bases and they grew a fan base together you know, RIP, it's okay. They're both going to be just fine. And I'm interested to see <laughs> who the next people are that these two date could get interesting guys. I really never was like a stan of these two by any means. I mean, I saw those weird photos of them walk. Well, first when they first started dating and everyone thought it was just like promo for Senorita, I was like, agreed. Then there was those weird pictures of them walking in quarantine like zombies and like a few paparazzi shots that just didn't quite make sense. People were criticizing their kissing and videos. Um, and I was like never really invested. I was like, okay, great. But then I believed in it to some degree because they'd been together for a while. Yeah. Then I was at um, Global Citizens and they both performed. And I was just, I watched her like fangirl over him from the crowd. I watched them perform Senorita on stage together. He was like kind of like a rock star and she was like so pretty and twerking. And I was like, oh my God, I'm all in. So of course, now that I'm all in a month later, they break up. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of all in. I went to the Shawn Mendes tour when he came to New York and Camila Cabello was there and she was standing in the crowd just like, puppy dog eyes so in love with him yeah. like just so excited it was really really cute to see and sean was the opener for fifth harmony on their first tour when he only had life of the party out still love that song <laughs> and he was like in love with her and it was sort of he was 13 at the time and it was sort of just like a really love like lovely budding relationship but i think gwen's right that it was not maybe the most mature for the two of them but Hey guys, we've decided to end our Hey guys, it's over. Hey guys, it's over. Well, hey guys, Paris Hilton's husband has a love child. This is really, it's really, really tragic timing because Paris Hilton and her now husband, Carter Reum, Reum, uh, got married at her late grandfather's Bel Air estate on November 11th. They had 250 guests that included Kim Kardashian, Nicole Richie, Demi Lovato, tons of other celebs. And then they continued the weekend with a private carnival party, neon carnival party at the Santa Monica Pier. Hope they scrubbed it on Friday and another um, second star-studded reception on Saturday. Huge blowout. She looked beautiful. A lot of the 
cast members from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills were in attendance. Lots of guests made speeches and the couple is over the moon. They're so happy. But then the day after they got married, it was revealed that Carter has a nine-year-old child with another woman. Um, a source told us that Paris knew about her husband's love child, but their friends might have not known. He shares this nine-year-old daughter with Laura Belinzi. Um, Paris knew about the daughter, but some of Paris and Carter's friends did not. Many people close to them have been nervous to ask more about the situation, especially because of the timing of the news coming out. Well, this is really tough because I want, I, you know, we have all rooted for Paris to really settle down with a guy for decades now. And it's so nice that she did. But the day after you marry a dude, it gets released that he has a love child that he never sees. It's a rough wedding present. What do you guys think? I think the fact that she knew about the love child is all that matters. She knew about the love child before they were married. I have a feeling that Paris is so used to the negative press that gets stirred up around her. You know, it, she built a whole thing on that when she was popular back in the aughts. I think that she finally got the fairy tale wedding that she always wanted. And I hope that she's happy. That's all I'm going to say. Big same. Sarah, any thoughts on this love child? Yeah, I mean, obviously the timing is suspicious. And I think it's more so that people started looking into this guy because they were getting married. Like, no offense to Carter. Um, I knew they were engaged. But Paris has also had, I mean, she's always been relevant to some degree, but she's had a resurgence in the last year or so. Um, I personally think, and Esther since that other documentary that came out that was great about um, all of her trauma from that boarding school. Um, so I think it's more so people just like look into him then. So I do believe also that she knew it's not ideal for, you know, wanting this fairy tale ending. Yeah. Um, hopefully that it's, you know, between them, they're fine. I hope he has some sort of relationship with this kid um, because to be that kid, it reminds me of Brock and Sheena on Vanderpump Rules, the obviously way more A-listing rich version. <laughs> but to think about those kids watching, you know, the Paris in Love Peacock special or Brock on Vanderpump Rules kids to watch him on this Bravo show, live a new life and move on. That is what it's kind of tough and like not great. So I hope that he has a relationship with this kid and that it can, you know, stay private because obviously it was on purpose or there's more we don't know. Um, yeah. But overall, the wedding, I mean, was just great content. Shout out to Paris for not letting anyone bring their phone in and only releasing photos through a professional photographer and the first photo of Kim Kardashian being uh, Kim helping her with her dress. Like that is once a assistant, always an assistant. Beautiful. Yes, that is a girl who knows how to work of uh, the media. Um, and it's why she's <laughs> been, you know, around for so long. I love seeing Nicole Richie there. That was everything. Um, seeing Kyle. And Kim there with Kathy was great because, you know, a couple years ago when Nikki got married, there was a lot of mm -hmm. Umansky, uh, Richards, Hilton drama. So I'm happy that all of them were there. And I the, the dress was iconic. She looks beautiful. Oh, yes. And the wardrobe changes and everything like she just she just looked incredible. Dressed great. by Oscar De Laurenta. It, it was it was fairy tale. It was. It was such a fairy tale dress. Her makeup was amazing. I can't believe she didn't get any makeup on the Oscar de la Renta dress because <laughs> it was all the way up and she was painted for the gods. So shout out to her team for keeping her looking perfect and amazing. I loved it so much. Yeah, we're going to choose to forget about that love child just like Carter did and bask in her happiness.
All right, let's take it down a little bit from the A-list. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod, if you're nasty, um, has been texting Kelly Ben Simone, of course, of real uh, Scary Island fame on Real Housewives of New York. Uh, yeah, so Page Six reported that A-Rod, 46, and Kelly... 53 have a cute and flirty text relationship. Um, Us Weekly also confirmed the news and that he has already asked her out more than once, um, although she has not gone on a date with him. They've been having fun, a fun texting relationship for the last couple of months. She thinks he is charming and a gentleman. They have mutual friends and she's been talking to him about real estate. But a rep for A-Rod says there's nothing romantic going on here and denied the existence of any flirty text, telling E! News that Kelly reached out on a real estate opportunity and that's it there are no flirty texts there is nothing here um it is strictly business and then the rep continued and really laid it on thick a lot of people reach out to him for business purposes mr rodriguez is laser focused on running a rod corp timberwolves and being present father for his daughters uh i love mess so i love this what do you guys think I think that it all depends what your definition of business is. I'm sure that A-Rod gives the business to a lot of people. Here's the thing. I totally believe that there are flirty texts going on for a number of reasons. Number one, this guy's single. He's having flirty texting with like lots of ladies, I'm sure. Number two, Kelly Ben Simone is a gorgeous older woman. She has an incredible body and a very athletic build, which reminds yeah. me a bit he of likes the that. body of his first wife, right? Mm-hmm. And then anybody who knows Kelly Ben Simone, we all know her a little bit. We've met her at a bunch of different functions and stories that we've done for the magazine. Kelly Ben Simone is one of the nicest, kindest, loveliest women. She really has a heart of gold. And yeah. I'm sure gold that they're having like some fun conversations. Um, I don't know Kelly Clore and Ben Simone personally like you guys do, but from everything I've seen on television, she is a wild ride. And I thank her so much for the service she did on her three seasons of Roni. And I would welcome her on my TV screen at any time. And if I've learned anything in this last year, it is that A-Rod and a Bravo Liberty go hand in hand. Shout out Madison LaCroix for paving the way. Thank um, you. Of course, I believe that there's been something going on here and that A-Rod's rep probably loves, you know, giving him a call saying, what are the contents of these DMs, A-Rod? I'm getting another message about, about your DMs. Like, what do you want me to say this time? Like, I, A-Rod's DMs should be a coffee table book. And oh. I look forward to more. Whoever's next, bring it on. Seriously, I bet he has like 400 messages going on at all times. <laughs> yeah. And he maybe didn't even remember Kelly. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we've actually been texting for months. Right. She um, sent me jelly beans. She, she sent me jelly beans. Well, from the D, we'll take it back to the A-list because Bradley Cooper and Irina Shank uh, were spotted arm in arm holding hands down the streets of New York City. In case y'all forgot, they broke up in 2019 after four years together and have since maintained a co-parenting relationship for their four-year-old daughter. But they were photographed this week walking arm in arm together in New York City. The photos look very arm in arm. It doesn't look like helping a lady across the street. It looks like 
a couple. Um, he was smiling. She wore sunglasses and a mask. You can tell what was going on. Um, and I just like to bring up some of these interesting interview quotes that Irina has said about Bradley Cooper since they split. She says, me and her father are very strict. When she finishes eating, she gets up from the table, takes her plate, says thank you without please or or thank you, she's not getting anything. It's hard because she has so many toys. I had one doll and I still have this doll, blonde, blue eyes, big Russian doll. My grandmother used to make clothes for her. I always explain, look, this is my doll. I only had one. Or sometimes you have this candy. I used to only have one candy on Christmas. Um, she talked to Elle magazine about their parent equality and said they don't really have a special term for their situation. She says, I never understood the term co-parenting. When I'm with my daughter, I'm 100% a mother. And when she's with her dad, he's 100% her dad. Co-parenting is parenting, says she. Now, from these photos and what we know, are the Brads and the Irenes backs together? I'm going to go out on a limb and say these two co-parent a kid. They have a child together. You're always going to have a certain amount of love for that person. I think that they probably have a really solid, great relationship. I think that they're probably better partners and co-parenters. Um, than they were in a romantic relationship. But I, I think that it's very friendly. Bradley Cooper is always keeping us on his on our toes. <laughs> wondering. Yeah. Wondering. Yeah, he is. I agree with Gwen. I think they're just friends and probably are in a good place now, more so than ever, because like when they were breaking up or people were questioning, it was like in the height of a star is born fame and everyone was like, you know, shipping him and Lady Gaga so hard. Yeah. And she actually, I think he just gave quotes about that too, yeah. which is interesting timing that that's all coming back up and, you know, confirming what we did already know that they were just acting as their characters during that Oscars performance, even though everyone tried to believe otherwise and people are, you know, that's their right. They can believe what they want. Um, <laughs> so interesting timing that the, the, those comments are coming up again. And then these two were spotted out, you know, holding hands or being a little tight, but I think they're just, they're just solid parents. And um, I don't know. I, I still think there's a lot of unanswered questions about anything that went down with her and Kanye. And I would love to know more about these people, but we probably will never get the answers. we really want. <laughs> Very fair. I think they're back together, going to get back together, just the way they're holding arms. You can have whatever co-parenting relationship you have, but when it comes to celebrities co-parenting, there usually isn't a lot of physical touch that goes along with the co-parenting. And the first sign of like a hand holding an arm in arm, yeah, we, it's, we know what that means. They have started sleeping together again. <laughs> so that is my wild speculation, but we will see what happens. Well, let's move on to Meghan Markle, who is finally getting into the spotlight like I've always wanted for her. She is no longer just doing things behind the scenes. She is being the celebrity that I've always wanted her to be by attending awards scholars. And she is on Ellen. And they released some previews of the clips and she shared a funny story. She talked about being back on the lot with Ellen. Meghan said the security guards would always say, break a leg. I hope you get it. So the drive today was very different and everyone laughed because Megan used to audition at the studios so often that the security guards knew her um, and 
Ellen was like, do you think they recognized you? She says, oh, no, I think they probably said that to everyone. That's how nice they are. Uh, but then she talked about the interesting part was her Ford Explorer Sport, which I need to Google image a picture of just to really get a picture. She said this car had a, quote, life of its own. Megan said that the key on the driver's side door wouldn't work. So she had a very unique way of getting in. Megan said, I would park in the back of the parking lot and open the trunk. I climb in and pull it shut behind me and crawl over all my seats to get out. That's how I would come to and fro. And Ellen was like, did anyone see you? And Megan said, oh, I would play it off pretending to be looking for scripts or highlighters and then just like creep into my car and go into the front seat. Um, and Megan and Ellen had a really fun, like a funny way of meeting years ago. They had a chance encounter at a dog shelter where uh, Megan was debating on whether to adopt her first pet, Bogart. And Megan said, now, I don't know her, but Ellen goes, is that your dog? And I said, no. And she's like, you have to take that dog. And I said, well, I'm deciding. And she's like, rescue the dog. Um, Megan recalled this in Best Health a while ago. And then she, Megan walks out to her to get inside of her car but instead of getting in she turns around and taps on the window ellen taps on her window and goes take the dog so she brought him home because ellen told her to and i think that's just lovely now are we happy to see megan markle getting back to celebrity roots and sort of i'm personally glad to see her sort of being more of herself and being a celebrity that is a celebrity i think this is what she wanted I think she always wanted no truly to like yeah. be in the spotlight in this way and um yeah I mean she's living her best life man Sarah I agree this is what she wanted um which is why I don't know why she thought she should marry into the royal family um no I'm just kidding uh I think that Megan is definitely happy and I'm sure this is you know Fallon or Kimmel they'll be next this is not going to be rare it's rare right now but I'm sure Megan will become a regular on a the circuit um for me personally everything I needed to know was confirmed when I saw that she and Harry spent Halloween with Ellen and Portia <laughs> and they call her Auntie Ellen yeah. um you know seems like again this is what she wanted <laughs> and that's fine but don't act like you didn't want it megan that's all i'm saying she she did i'm just so happy to see her when she was you know just doing sort of backdoor political things i was like this isn't sort of what you know i expected from you i want a little bit more entertainment humanitarian things so i'm happy to see her on a talk show she seems more at ease. Her hair has never looked better. It is just, I think it's a fun place for Meghan Markle to be. Let's get into someone even more shady. Sarah Heron, tell us what Olivia Munn will not confirm to us that we have been screaming on this podcast for her to tell us the truth. Yeah, so Olivia Munn, you know, there's been a lot of speculation about her over the years, always in her relationships, and this John Mulaney romance was no exception. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know that there was some confusion confusion about the timeline of when him and his wife broke up, when he was in treatment, when all of a sudden he was dating Olivia Munn and she was pregnant, and how long they'd known each other, and all this stuff. And Megan, I mean, uh, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Munn did it in a shady, you know, in a shady way of saying, instead of, you know, denying what any of you guys want to say about me or confirming it or anything, I'm going to take the high road because I'm better than everyone and I don't need to answer your questions. So in this Los Angeles Times 
interview, she said they think they know our relationship so well, when in reality, they don't. There's no way anyone can know what any of his relationships were or what our relationship is. She continued, that was like her major narrative. She said, if I say anything, I run the risk of being called messy or not telling the truth. The only way to win for me is to pull back and not play the game at all. For whatever reason, it's easier to blame me. Now, Olivia Munn, by giving these quotes, you are in fact playing the game. And that is my takeaway from this whole thing, that you aren't clearing up what happened because it is messy and you're probably wrong. So instead you're going to pretend that you're above it, but by pretending you're above it, you're in it. Like, it's just, it's, in my opinion, it's, it's a silly way to try to go about this, but I don't know Olivia Munn personally. That's just my take. It's the Japanese sweet potatoes all over again when she got that new face and said it was from eating sweet potatoes and we knew it was a lie. And she doubled, tripled down on her quotes. And it's just like she's looking at this green door and she's telling us it's blue. And then she's asked over and over again. And she's like, the, the door is blue. And then third time she's like, I'm going to take the high road on this blue door that you think is green. And while it may be green, it is blue. Thank you, Olivia Munn. Mm -hmm. It's just cuckoo bananas, and I hate it and love it at the same time. Gwen, do you believe her? I don't really know what to believe. What I do believe is that I think that she uh, has her own set of rules for life and lives by them and doesn't really think about how it might be affecting others. And I, 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 don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I love Olivia Munn, even when she told us that eating Japanese sweet potatoes gave her cheekbones, you know. I, uh, I, and froze her forehead wrinkles and plumped up her lips. We <laughs> <laughs> like to eat our hyaluronic acid. That is yeah. yeah, that's exactly how I like it. <laughs> Not in a syringe, in my food. Sarah Heron, why don't you also tell us why Jake Gyllenhaal is having the worst week out of anyone in Hollywood? Of give course, back the scarf. Give, give back, back the scarf. scarf That's right. Maggie, we know you're listening. Um, obviously, if, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Taylor Swift is re-recording her albums after Scooter Braun gained ownership over her first six, I believe. Um, uh, studio albums with the, the purchase of Big Machine Records, her former label. This was Red's Turn, which was one of Taylor's, um, I think, most beloved of her fans' albums. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. Oh, it's your favorite? Mm-hmm. My favorite is 1989. Second favorite, 1989, but Red numero uno. Red is, Red is iconic for a lot of reasons, including that it was in the height of when Taylor was really making headlines for a lot of personal life stuff. It was kind of at the height of this whole don't date Taylor Swift if you don't want a song written about you. And she really upped her lyrical game in Red from not that her other first couple albums weren't amazing too, but Red was a big moment for her and for the Swifties, especially the song All Too Well, which she has long teased has a 10 minute version. This Red re-release got us our 10 minute All Too Well. And everyone has known for a long time now that All Too Well is allegedly reportedly 100% about Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> whom she dated yeah. for about three months in the fall of 2010. They broke up in December when he did not show up to her 21st birthday party. Um, all the memes saying that Jake should have just gone to the birthday party were killing me. It's so true. He should have just gone to the birthday party um, because that really triggered 21-year-old Taylor Swift. And um, everyone's just flooding his Instagram with comments about the scarf that is referenced in All Too Well. Um, people, he has not directly commented on it, but there's this Instagram that is believed to be his cat. This is like a very weird yes. part of it. Um, there's an Instagram yes. that is believed to be his cat 
who did tackle the situation and wrote, ouch, y'all need to calm down and stop cyberbullying. Um, again, not no confirmation that this is actually Jake Gyllenhaal's cat. He interacts in the comments sometimes. It's 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 another weird layer of all of this, and very Taylor Swift, honestly, to have a cat involved in this in this yeah. drama. But um, nothing better than like a decade old scandal coming back. Um, I would want more than anything for Jake Gyllenhaal to just acknowledge all of this. Um, and you know, it's better revenge than ever for Taylor since his girlfriend is even younger now. She, his girlfriend now is 25 and Taylor was 21 when they dated, but bigger age difference between Jake and his current girlfriend than when Jake and her dated. And the line's now all about, um, you know, your lovers stay the same age. It's just playing out perfectly for her. And in a 2021 lens where we support women versus shame them, she's getting the last laugh. 100%. Unfortunate for him that the scarf emoji is in fact red. Yes, it is. <laughs> she is selling scarves on her website. So Taylor is a master at reclaiming the narrative and also yeah. just like teasing us with releasing new content like every day. I'm I'm so proud of her. I mean, she's just she's just really grown into her own as an artist. And she really listen, don't do this girl wrong because she will taunt you in a 10 minute Oh, and it's such a good one. And I think you're right, Sarah, that 2010, like female celebrities had a lot more shaming. There was a lot more slut shaming. There was a lot more blame her. She can't keep a man. And now that that is totally not the case, she is vindicated, appreciated in all of the right ways. And it's it, like Gwen said, she knows how to control the narrative because the narrative was against her for most of her career. So now that we're actually, you know, seeing women as equal in relationships and all of this, it is beautiful that she gets this sweet, sweet revenge. And I used to like Jake Gyllenhaal, but she's really turned me sour on the dude. And she's an incredible artist. And I also love how she collaborates with other incredible artists. And I'm sorry, but that Blake Lively directed video. Yes. Um, on, on. And the all too well 10 minute video that Taylor directed with uh, Sadie Zink and Ryan. And the, the collaborations, my favorite besides the all too well long version, my favorite song on the Red Root release is um, I Bet You Think About Me with Chris Stapleton. And she has this line about his um, organic shoes that is clearly also about Jake Gyllenhaal and his million dollar couch that just sent me. <laughs> Oh, God. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I like message in a bottle. We love Taylor Swift. It's all good. Do you guys know what it's time for? I can't wait. It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. That's right. We have our imaginary boxing ring and our birthday celebrities cannot wait to take the stage, the ring, whatever you do, they're going to throw some punches. All right, Gwen Flamberg, the first one is to you. We have Michael Strahan, the beautiful gap tooth wonder, 50 years old this week versus Mark Ruffalo. Just everyone loves him, 54 this week. I mean, this is a real tough one. Mark Ruffalo is so smart, so kumbaya, but Michael Strahan is a big dude and he knows how to tackle. So I think that Michael Strahan's going to get it. Yeah, good money is on Michael Strahan, former NFL player on this one. Well, he has some competitors, Sarah. We have living legend Carly Rae Jepsen, 36 years old, versus another triple name and reversed aged Jamie Lee Curtis, who is 63 this week. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Freaky Friday, of course. I knew this was going to be hard for you. 
Well, such an important film, Carly Rae Jepsen, icon, living icon among us. Um, some might yeah. say the same about Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Um, you know what? As much as I love Carly Rae, I just feel like uh, Jamie, Lee, Jamie Lee's experience in the Halloween films might do more than a stint as Cinderella on Broadway. So we can give it to Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, congratulations, Jamie Lee Curtis. And Gwen, for our final bout before the finale, we have Snooki, 34 years old, versus Miley Cyrus, 29. I mean, this is a tough one because we know that Snooki is, you know, she's like little and feisty and definitely aggressive and has had her share of girl fights. But, um, you know, Miley Cyrus, they, I, I have no words. Miley Cyrus, she's going to take her down. Congratulations, Miley Cyrus. She like a wrecking had... ball and she took Snooki right out. <gasps> Oh my God, I can definitely see that happening. That is a lovely visual. Well, for the three-way finale, Sarah, we're taking it back to Peter Weber's childhood bed. Michael Strahan, 50, Jamie Lee Curtis, 63, or Miley Cyrus, 29. Get that wrecking ball. Keep it swinging. Miley's my girl. <laughs> She's swinging, taking them all out. Celebrities are going months. flying. Well, thank you to Miley Cyrus for winning this week. And thanks to my hosts, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Crud on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, family, your favorite celebrities. Because after all, they're, they're just, just like us. us. Wow, gets worse every week. Thank guys. We'll be back next week. <laughs>